The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Sparkling water, lemon, osmosis, carbonated, distilled, Yo, welcome to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O right here at 89.7 WTBR Pitfield Community Radio. I am your super water man bringing you water consciousness from the heart of the Berkshires all around the world. Super psyched today we're going to have a live guest from Israel. His name is Gidon Bromberg. He runs a group called Eco Peace Middle East where he works with Israelis, Jordanians, and Palestinians. Yes, Gidon, he actually works with uh, Israelis, Palestinians, and Jordanians working together to bring some peace to the Middle East with his group Eco Peace Middle East. Uh, he's got a new deal, the green-blue deal. He's going to be talking about it on today's show. Super psyched to have him, you know, all the way from the Holy Land. So we got lots to share, lots to be with, and it's all about the H2O. So let's start bubbling along. We've got a little tune here called the River Jordan. Uh, we've got a couple of things to represent the Middle East uh, this one is called the River Jordan, and this is by, let's see who, this is May, May Erlewine. So uh, bring her on, bring her on. Jordan, and when you're warm and dry, 
with that spark in your eye You might give another try to the River Jordan Yeah, So free, just you, me, the river, and the morning. Yeah, yeah,
to the last drop Cause I'm here to say sorry To the top glass of that Napa Valley Vine Cabernet Girl, I couldn't go to bed Let another second pass without you and me being okay So let's get to the bottom of these problems And this bottle before that moonlight quits And turn this wine into water You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I'm your super water man, ambassador for water, bringing you all the water consciousness and all the water tunes from right here in the middle of the Berkshire Mountains in Pitchfield, Massachusetts. Shout out to everybody who lives in and around Pitchfield. That includes the entire world, because if you're not in Pitchfield, you're around Pitchfield. So we love you, we love our water, and we especially like the Housatonic River. And that river that uh, binds us, it runs right through our city, and it's a historic river. Uh, songs have been written about it, poetry have been written about it, news other things uh there is actually some news on that waterfront so to speak and we're gonna get right to that in a second let me get into the Housatonic right now as far as some news this is environmental advocates are appealing the epa's Housatonic river cleanup proposal and that's happening right now as we speak or it was yesterday uh happened in federal court let's read a little bit this is from wbur in boston attorneys representing two environmental groups will be in federal peers appeals court in boston on tuesday that's yesterday arguing against epa's cleanup plan for the Housatonic River. The Housatonic River Initiative, based in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and the Housatonic Environmental Action League in uh, Connecticut, are fighting the agency's plan to clean up the river, which flows 149 miles from Massachusetts through Connecticut to its mouth in the Long Island Sound. General Electric contaminated the river with PCBs for about 40 years plus when the company manufactured electrical transformers at a now-closed plant in Pittfield, Massachusetts. The EPA categorizes PCBs or polychlorinated biphenols as a probable human carcinogen which can also affect the immune, reproductive, nervous, and endocrine systems. The federal agency's cleanup plan, which was finalized in 2020, includes digging up soil containing the 
chemical compound and dumping waste with lower PCB concentrations in a disposal site in the town of Lee. Soil and sediment with higher concentrations will be shipped out of state. This hybrid approach cuts costs for GE. A previous plan from 2016 called for shipping all the waste to out-of-state regulated facilities. That's some news happening. So it's uh, being, not decided, but it's actually being fought over right now in federal courts. Uh, Where I sit in this is, uh, I am not uh, non-biased in this situation. I am like a dad, any dad, who has raised kids and says to their five-year-old, It's time to clean up your room. Uh, Yeah, so I actually do hold a uh, responsibility uh, for making sure that cleanup does happen. And there are so many ways to do the cleanup. And uh, GE, one one thing I want to underline in the story is GE is looking to save money. Guess what? The people impacted here have been impacted. The city has been impacted and is trying to deal with the impact of not only GE leaving, but the leftovers of General Electric, the breadcrumbs, the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs of PCBs. And it's about time that uh, that room be cleaned up. You know, it's, it's really great to know that people are working on this. And it's great to know that uh, pressure is being kept but to do this as a way to simply, you know, save money, that's not the way to save money. Cutting your nose to spite your face is not the way to save money. The way to save money is actually do the job the way the job is meant to be done. And that's the job. And in this case, it's the cleanup job. And that's what's going to put Pittsfield back on a map, turning it from gray to green and making whole the people who were impacted and also making sure their medical bills are paid forever if there's any impact medically. So that's the kind of thing I'm pushing towards uh, General Electric. Obviously, that is my editorialization of the story that I just read. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super waterman. We're super psyched. Uh, we have a super duper guest who's going to be in from Israel today. His name is Gidon Bromberg. He's with Eco Peace Middle East. He's one of the founders of that organization, creating peace through water and the environment amongst Israelis, Jordanians, and Palestinians. So uh, he'll be coming on in just a couple minutes. But here, what we do have is we have. A little more to go with some music, and then we're going to be bringing on Gidon. So next up, we got uh, this song. This is a Palestinian popular song. Uh, You may not understand the words, but it's actually the name of the song. It's called Fetching Water. You're listening to And So It Flows. You'll only show 4H2O.
العين تتملي جرة مي شعرت يا سواد الليل والغرة شلابية
You're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. That was Mayim Mayim, which is an Israeli uh, Hebrew word for water, water. That was by Emmanuel Emiran and the Washington Choir from the Great American Folk Song album. Before that, we had a Palestinian tune, uh, Fetching Water, El Fanun, Palestinian popular, popular something. Not exactly sure the full name. However, that was off the Zarif album. And before that, we had Wine Into Water, which also has a connection to the Holy Land. If those are uh, Holy Land people are out there into the world. Or was it Water Into Wine? Anyway, it's all from water. And before that, we had uh, River Jordan uh, by Mary Erlewine. Uh, that was off the Golden album. And Wine Into Water was off the One Thing at a Time album. And so it flows. What are we doing here? Well, as a super waterman, my game in the world is to bring the message of water to people. And uh, those listening, you are people. Yes, you are. And uh, how do we do that? You know, maybe through it's the cultural conversation through music or poetry or quotes or having a great conversation with someone who's doing great things around water. We'll be doing that today. Uh, in a couple of minutes, I'm bringing on Gidon Bromberg, and he is actually from a group called Eco Peace Middle East. He's bringing some peace work uh, with the, not peace work like, uh, you know, doing some sewing, but actual peace work. The work of uh, making peace uh, in the Middle East using water and the environment. And it's really, really cool. It'll be on in just a couple of minutes. But we got one other tune coming your way here. This is from Bobby Darren. Uh, this is Beyond the Sea. So uh, stay on tune and we'll be with you. Loving you just the way I love the water. You are water. That's the way it is. Bring on some Bobby. Somewhere beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sands And watches the ships that go sailing Somewhere beyond the sea She's there watching for me If I could fly like birds on high Then straight to her arms I'd go sailing it's far beyond a star, it's near beyond the moon. I know beyond a doubt, my heart will lead me there soon. We'll meet beyond the shore, we'll kiss just as before. Happy will be beyond the sea And never again I'll go sailing 
You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. That was Bobby Darren, Beyond the Sea, from his That's All album. You know, there's a really great playlist that I'm going to plug right now, and it's on Spotify, and it's called And So It Flows, over 200 songs dedicated to H2O. So psyched to have it on there. So Water has its own media it's intentional media and guess what that's my phone telling me that something is coming up next here's what's next we're going to have Guidon Bromberg he's coming on from Eco Peace uh, Middle East he's coming on just shortly but another thing that you want to know about and so it flows is that you're going to find us on Stitcher on Google on Amazon Audible and on Apple Music. So good. Take a look for that podcast. Become a subscriber and show your love for H2O because guess what? I'm water and you are water and we are all water. We got to love that water and love it back. It will love you right back and it will give you the life that you deserve. We love our water. It'll love us right back. It's, it's, an, it's really a no-brainer. Uh, and now I'm really pleased to announce that uh, we're bringing on Guidon. He's been holding for a while. So uh, here he comes, and he's got something to say and something to share. So welcome, Guidon, from Eco Peace Middle East. So thanks again for joining, and so it flows, the only show for H2O. I'm Leslie Gabriel, your super waterman, ambassador for water, and I'm super excited that we have here today one global leader in the area of water and the environment. Uh, and let's welcome aboard uh, Gidon Bromberg from, he's coming in from Israel today, and he's actually with a group called EcoPeace, Say hi to our water-loving fans, Gidon. So I'm delighted uh, to be on the show and uh, to really um, have the opportunity to share the nearly 30-year experience of uh, the organization that um, I'm a co-director of and, and, co- and co-founded called Echo Peace Middle East. Great, great. Tell, give us a, a little bit about, uh, you know, what what got you started? Like, what inspired you to to uh, to create EcoPeace? So, I mean, I, when I um, uh, this is being recorded, I can stop and start. Yeah? 
No, it's fine. It's fine to be authentic. It's fine. Just just go. You know, it's fine. Yep. And mistakes yep. happen all the time in the world, so it's okay. Yep. Uh, can you ask the question again? Do you want to? Uh, let, let's start over, okay? You want to yeah, start yeah, over? Start. I had a, okay. I, I didn't have a good start. Go ahead. All right. All right. So we're going to start over. All right. So. Right, just, just that last uh, question. Uh, another five, four, three, two, one, and then we'll bring you back on and do that little part again. So thanks again for joining us here at And So It Flows, your only show for H2O here at 89.7 Pittsfield Community Radio, bringing water all around the world from Pittsfield and the Berkshires Mountains of uh, Massachusetts, all the way even to Israel. And we're really glad today because we have a really extraordinary guest, uh, Gidon Bromberg from uh, EcoPeace uh, Eco Peace Alliance, or is it Eco Peace? You go ahead and, and share. So the organization, uh, a nonprofit, is called Eco Peace Middle East. We're a unique organization because we are Israeli, Palestinian, and Jordanian together. So you know, don't don't fall off your chair yet, um, because <laughs> we are the only organization that brings our three people together under one roof. For any issue, not only for water. Um, uh, so, so the you know the organization is about 30 uh, years old, and I co-founded that organization back in um, 1994, and I've been the Israeli director ever since. Great, great, great. What inspired you to get it started? Like, why, why, why did you say we need this? So I had the uh, uh, fortune of uh, being offered uh, a scholarship uh, in international environmental law um, to study uh, in Washington, D.C., in the United States. Um, at the time of the signing of the peace treaty between Israel and Jordan and the uh, uh, interim agreements between Israel and the PLO. And while at American Law School, American University Law School, I uh, asked the question, well, was peace going to be good for the environment? Um, because at that time, we were all certain that peace had broken out, that you know, these agreements were going to end all conflict. And I you know, wanted to know whether you know, peace was going to not only be between people, but also with nature. And my research disclosed to me that, well, the environment wasn't really being taken care of in these uh, peace agreements. It was getting mostly just lip service. And the uh, recommendation of, of my, uh, of my uh, research concluded that perhaps if environmentalists from the region were to get together, we could put the environment on the political agenda. And that's what I set out to do. Even before leaving Washington, I approached about a dozen people and asked them would they you know, simply you know, uh, support the first meeting ever of Arab and Israeli um, uh, environmentalists, and one of them, um, after I, I think, um, you know, thinking about it carefully, came back to me about a, a week later and said, "You know what? If you can organize it, I'll fund it, and I'll be there to make sure you know to see it happen." And that indeed happened in December of 1994, and on the second day of our meeting, which took place in Taba, uh, in Egypt. Um, Echo Peace was created and has been running ever since. Wow, that's been going on in our region. 
Yeah, despite yeah, that's you know, it's actually it's really inspiring. It's 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 wonderful to to watch uh, watch our surroundings. I mean, we live on this earth in a system of the environment. The environmental systems, water, air, living systems, breathing, uh, living on their own, with or without us. Um, and more preferably with us. We live within those systems. Our business systems live within those systems. Our political systems live within those systems. So we may as well learn to like those systems. Uh, you know, and again, for those people just tuning in, we're listening uh, to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. I'm your super water man, ambassador for water. I'm here with Guidon Brunkberg with EcoPeace. Uh, I'm going to call it Eco Peace Alliance or is it Eco Peace? Just Eco Peace. Yeah, or Eco Peace Middle East. Eco Peace Middle East. Okay, so a couple of questions for you, Guidon. Um, you have uh, worked uh, for quite some time, and the way you came across my mind is you were on a show that was being put on by RT, I'm guessing it's called for Russian television. But it's RT, and you were discussing the blockade and the impact on the water systems within Gaza. Can you can you share a little bit about what issues are showing up from that, either from that blockade or uh, the water systems in in Gaza? What what's the current condition of the water systems in Gaza? So, so the good news of the current condition is that seventy percent of the sewerage of Gaza is today treated. But that wasn't the case you know, uh, and, until recently. Um, you know, I think the interview that you saw might have been back in 2016. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was interviewed, well, the story at that time was that um, there was no modern sewage treatment plants existing in Gaza. There was an attempt by the international community to build the first modern sewage treatment plant but cement wasn't getting in sufficiently to complete it. And the reason why cement wasn't get, getting in was because you know, Israel had a blockade uh, on uh, you know, potential dual use items uh, uh, into Gaza. And the Israeli military uh, uh, was saying that they had evidence that, that Hamas, who, who were and continue to rule Gaza, um, uh, uh, were uh, uh, taking cement destined for infrastructure like sewage treatment plants and using it to build tunnels to attack Israel. And therefore, it was almost impossible to build, to finish you know, this sewage treatment plant or to build additional. And given that, sewage wasn't being treated and it was polluting the groundwater of Gaza, um, uh, where you know, there's more than 2 million Palestinians you know, dependent on that water and then flowing into the Mediterranean. and, and you know, over a hundred million liters of raw sewage was flowing into the Mediterranean every single day. Now, you know, uh, at Ecopeace, you know, we, because we are local, you know, Palestinians and Israelis and Jordanians, we immediately understood, well, you know, on the one hand, there might be a legitimate military concern on the part of Israel, but there's clearly going to be another type of security concern if sewage is not being treated 
that that risks the security of both Palestinians and Israelis from a health perspective, from an environment perspective, and from a water perspective. And we just need to uncover that and make that obvious to communities on both sides and to decision makers that that banning cement has implications beyond tunnels that extend to other security issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a, a, a firmly held belief that I have is, you know, people don't have access to water and access for a pot to piss in. You know, you're not, you're, you're not going to have a stable society. You're, you're going to have war and, you know, a failed, a, a failed infrastructure and a failed state. And um, yeah, so thanks for giving voice to that. Absolutely. So, so, so what we discovered at Equipies through our work was that the sewerage was flowing up, you know, the coast of, uh, of Gaza into the coast of Israel and was intermittently responsible for closing desalination plants on the Israeli side. Now, 70% of Israel's drinking water is dependent today on desalination. And uh, uh, the, the desalination plant closest to Gaza represents 15% of Israel's drinking water. We disclosed to the the public and to decision makers that the uh, sewage of Gaza was intermittently closing that uh, 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 desalination plant uh, down in Ashkelon and was threatening a second desalination plant in Ashdod, which constitutes 30% of Israel's drinking water. So by, by showing that yeah, on the one hand, you, you, yeah, you have legitimate military security issues, but on the other hand, you can't ignore water security and health security because you know there were people on the on uh, you know going to the beaches in Gaza, but also the beaches on the Israeli side that were risking their health by simply swimming in the sea, or on the Gaza side, you know, simply you know drinking water that was being polluted, and that 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 also. Um, risk pandemic disease breaking out on the Gaza side, which would not stop, which would not be stopped by any fence or border, but would be carried by nature, by people, also to the Israeli side. So by yeah. highlighting that you know there's a broader human security, water. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I mean, this should go straight to Bibi's desk and say, keep the poop out the water. It's not good for desalination plants. Simple. So BB was actually the prime minister at the time, and and, and when we were able to release this information, he changed the policies, and allowed cement to flow, and that continued until uh, last summer, when the situation is now you know, so much better. We're still not 100% sewage treatment, but today 70% of the sewage of Gaza is treated. Um, uh, Israeli water security, Palestinian water security, Palestinian and Israeli health and environment security is far more advanced because of the cooperation, highlighting the win-win for both sides by, by you know, advancing on environment and water issues. That's good. That's thank you. Thanks for sharing about that and, and your, your, your insight to that. And again, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super water man, ambassador for water. 
We're here with Gidon Bromberg with uh, Eco Peace Middle East, uh, one of the founding organizations in the Middle East to bring together multiple parties from different points of view, uh, Israeli, Palestinian, Jordanian, and probably many others, um, to bring the environment into peace talks. So in the world of creating peace and cooperation. So you have something going on called the Green Blue Deal, the GBD. Uh, and the Green Blue Deal is a project that you're working on. Can you elaborate a little bit about it? I want to give you a couple minutes to just say, like, what is, what is this Green Blue Deal that EcoPeace is behind? And what does it mean? Like, what's it about? So the Green Blue Deal is a, is a report that we issued in 2020 um, uh, highlighting that the climate crisis is not just a threat multiplier, meaning that you know, the climate crisis, you know, as we all know, threatens our very survival, but it's also an opportunity. In fact, it, 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 it turns the issue into a necessity for our uh, peoples and our countries to work together along the Eastern Mediterranean, Middle East area. But this is not doing a favor. Cooperation is not an issue of doing a favor. It's a necessity to meet the challenges and the threats that the climate crisis presents. So, so I, need to, I need to spend a little bit of time giving you some background. We're a hotspot. We're already the most water scarce part of the world. You know, in Jordan's capital, Amman, the population gets water for only eight hours a week from the municipal system. There isn't 24 seven water available, not in Amman, not in Beirut, um, and not in Damascus, you know, not, not in Ramallah, not in Hebron. Um, uh, water is incredibly scarce for um, uh, natural scarcity reasons, for management reasons, for conflict associated reasons. And now because of the climate crisis, the lack of water, the, the, the scarcity of water could be a further you know, uh, 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 engine for, for much greater strife. So, so the Green Blue Deal, it doesn't just talk about the, the, the threat or, or the problem. It focuses on four pillars for solutions. The first one is to um, capitalize on comparative advantages. The vast desert areas of Jordan, that whereby Jordan can produce renewable energy and sell green electricity to the Israeli and Palestinian and, 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 and region beyond. And that we can utilize that green electricity on the Mediterranean in Israel and in the future also in Gaza to desalinate large quantities of water through renewable energy to meet the, the water scarcity challenges of Israel, you know, Jordan, Palestine and, 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 and the broader region. So in that way, create healthy interdependencies as a result of our research the government of Israel and the government of Jordan actually signed a letter of intent and a memorandum of understanding at the Sharm COP in December of last year, seeking to implement this very project. Wow. So our, our, you know, one of the pillars of our, uh, of our paper uh, have been taken on by, the, by at least two of the governments at present, and they're, they're looking to now implement this as a solution. 
A second um, uh, pillar um, is, is is about uh, of the Green Blue Deal report is about rehabilitating the River Jordan. I mean, there's not a person listening, you know, to this uh, podcast that has not heard of the River Jordan. But actually, we played that song earlier in the show, so I'm I'm well aware that's a great great uh, within many songs is the River Jordan. Exactly, this river is holy to half of humanity, you know, to Jews, to Christians, and to Muslims alike. Yet most of your listeners probably don't don't realize that the river south of the Sea of Galilee, down to the Dead Sea, has been turned into a sewage canal, with 95% of its water diverted instead of clean water. There's lots of sewage and agricultural runoff and saline water. So our second call of the Green Blue Deal is to start to rehabilitate that river, get the pollution out, allow clean water to flow, bring back the biodiversity that we've lost. And here too, at the climate COP in, in December, Israel and Jordan signed an agreement, a memorandum declaring their commitment to rehabilitate that river as well. And we're looking to build on that, that MOU signed, that will involve also Palestinians, Jordanians and Israelis together to get that uh, pollution out, to rehabilitate the river and have all three peoples benefit from a rehabilitated river for pilgrimage, for tourism, as an alternative income source. Because sure. If crisis hits the Jordan Valley, it threatens traditional uh, uh, economy on agriculture. A rehabilitated river can create new opportunities around pilgrimage and tourism. So that's two, that's two pillars of the Green Blue Deal where we see progress. The third pillar is Israeli-Palestinian water issues. And the story that I told you about, you know, Gaza and Israel on, you know, uh, on dealing with the sewerage is part of our vision. Let's solve Israeli-Palestinian water issues now. But we can't wait um, uh, for other, you know, uh, more difficult issues um, Jerusalem, uh, refugee settlements. We want all of those issues solved so that we reach the two-state solution um, of, of, of Israel and the state of Palestine living side by side in peace. But we shouldn't wait. We can't afford to wait to solve water issues later. Water issues need uh, to be solved now. And, and this is what Ecopeace is all about. And then the fourth and final pillar of our Green Blue Deal it's all about education, educating that the climate crisis um, uh, uh, requires cooperation now, that water doesn't respect borders, um, and therefore cooperation, as I said earlier, is not doing a favor. It's advancing our self-interest with mutual gains, ever more pertinent due to the climate crisis. That's great. So thank you for sharing about the four pillars. I want to add not a pillar, but something in the education space. Um, one of the things I get from being around water is I get the sense of peace and tranquility. So uh, eco-peace, this is a gift, so you can take it uh, and use it, is to come up with how, to, like a process for how to conduct peace uh, negotiations. And one of those is 
are requiring that prior to coming to the peace conference that all the leaders and negotiators must mandatory spend two days by the water with their favorite security guard lover friend associate and then after two days they go to the peace conference that I, I, I love it i i'm sure that we'd get much better results than, than the poor results we've got over these last days. yeah because we're all running around you know we got you know it's, it's like that's that's part of the peace uh, the peace uh, dividend is like practicing peace, and part of it is using water as a methodology to bring people to that place. So when they are going to the peace conference that you are going to be having, uh, there will be people's mindsets will be ready to bring peace because they've experienced peace for the last two days by the water and uh you know just thanks for taking that i hope i hope it goes somewhere because i've been sharing that with lots of folks um, if i can build on that um uh, not only should they spend you know two days by the water before negotiating peace if we solve the water issue so that every palestinian jordanian and israeli has you know, uh, enough water to meet their their basic needs and more. And and if we don't see sewerage flowing untreated in, in the environment, then the trust built by solving our cross-border uh, water issues can be the foundation to build confidence to move forward on the other, you know, key issues of peace. And, that, and that, that's our rationale, in fact, at Equipeace, that, that if we stop holding water issues hostage to other issues that we're trying to achieve, we can build the trust needed to achieve those other elements. Yeah, so it's totally. a water first. It's a water first approach. Yes, it's like you're granting people their life. You're granting people their aliveness, their, their being, and that's beautiful. Um, we're, we have like less than a minute, uh, bottom line, we're here with Gideon Bromberg here on, uh, and so it flows your only show for H2O. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to get involved with Eco Peace Middle East, how do they contact Eco Peace? So the best thing is to go online, www.ecopeaceme.org. Um, follow us on uh, all of the social media channels um, and subscribe to our monthly newsletter it comes out in English um, you can also read up in Arabic or Hebrew um, uh, donate um, to uh, uh, through our website we're a, a, a non-profit organization we're dependent on the generosity of the public so please get involved if you, if you care about peace in the Middle East, if you care about water, if you care about the River Jordan and the Dead Sea, you should be uh, active and, and, and start to learn about the work that Echo Peace does so that you can be part of the solution uh, to help bring clean water and peace to the Middle East. Great, great, great. And again, we just uh, are here with And So It Flows, the only show for H2O. Thank you, Gidon, for being with us. 
uh, shalom, salam aleichem, and uh, peace to you. Shukran and tadaraba. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you and be well. Take care. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I'm your super water man, ambassador for water. Thank you so much, Gidon, for being with us. Uh, this one is going to go far. Uh, in, in respect to the Middle East and all the peoples trying their hearts out to come to some resolution, finally, after 5,000 years of arguments, I got this song. It's uh, sung in um, Hebrew and Arabic. And it is the Jordan River love song. So here it is. Enjoy.
That was the Jordan River Love Song. That was sent to me by Eco Peace Middle East. Thanks so much, Gidon, for sending that over. Thanks, everybody over at Eco Peace. Shout out for peace in the Middle East and around the world. Water is the way. To have faith is to trust yourself to the water. When you swim, you don't grab hold of the water because if you do, you will sink and drown. Instead, you relax and float. Alan Watts, you've been tuned into And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. Find us, love us. You'll see us on Stitcher and Google and Amazon Audible and Apple Music and more. So check us out. And uh, H2O is the way.